Welcome to Sports and Songs, episode number 18. This is your host, Dan, and along with Andy, we've got a full coronavirus episode for you today. How's it going, Andy? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Well, uh, we've got sports to cover. We've got things to go through and uh, basically a good episode to bring everyone up to date with this ever uh, evolving, very fluid situation here in the sports world because it impacts uh, all high school, college, and pro sports, the impact. We'll go through each of these, but it's going to be very interesting um, what's going on here because of the because of the virus. So uh, where do you want to start with today? Well, just a disclaimer, starting here today, uh, we're recording the show on Fridays for our spring episodes here. We're going to record Fridays. Still going to drop the show on Saturdays, like you're all used to. So some of the news we have will say breaking news. It was just a half hour when we just got it. So um, but we'll keep these changes up. Just keep that in mind when you listen on Saturday that this is being recorded Friday. A lot of these uh, numbers might change. But um, kind of going through a recap here. Let's recap what has been happening, what has what is done, if you will. Yes. Uh, we did finish up last weekend with the boys' high school hockey tournaments. So first of all, I would say congratulations to Madamidai, who won the Class A. 3-2 over Hermantown, and number and double, the number five seed, Bill Murray, over Ian Prairie, 4-1. So congratulations to those teams. Number four and a number five seed winning. Uh, one thing about the, the double A, which is our bigger schools here in Minnesota, the Hill Murray-Ian Prairie game. On that date, I got this from a friend of mine, Chad, who sent me this tweet. So uh, thank you, Chad, for this. We put it on our Facebook page at Sports and Songs on Facebook. Uh, on that date, in the NHL, uh, St. Louis at New Jersey drew 14,600. Uh, Vegas at Winnipeg, 15-3. Toronto at, at Anaheim, 15-9. Colorado at Vancouver, 18-8. That's a good crowd. Arizona at Calgary, 19-2. Chicago and Detroit, 19-5. Minnesota High School Class 2A semifinals, just under 20,000 at 19-8-99. So they drew those six NHL games for our high school hockey finals, semifinals. Wow. Semifinals. So, you know, hockey here in Minnesota, high school hockey is our thing. Kind of like uh, football is in Texas and Florida, or basketball is in Indiana. Hot thing here. So, they had that. And uh, also, we put on the Sports and Songs page a thing here for Minnesota high school hockey. It's a big deal. It's the all hair team, all hockey hair team. Uh, great Clips sponsored it this year, and they put out a video on it, and we've shared that on our. Sports and Songs Facebook page. Yeah, it is good. Good. If you haven't seen it, for those listeners out there, uh, it's good. Once again, very well done. Uh, it's a top hockey here, including the coaches, uh, side staff, uh, the management teams, and uh, I think were the cheerleaders too. No, no. Uh, now, now I don't know, but I heard one thing. Now living out here in Watertown, we get a lot of Delano news too. And I follow that here. You can't help but hear it. Uh, Delano made it, and now uh, this is not my opinion. Um, Reporting this, this is not my opinion. But I guess one of the coaches for the Delano team, some of the girls were comparing him to Dr. McDreamy from that TV show. So I guess he was a pretty attractive gentleman. The women enjoyed looking at him as they played. (laughs) Yes, but as always, it was the very funny. Very funny stuff, and uh, some of the clothes, uh, some of the hair dues that they had. It's it's always funny to see those things. one girl had like a reverse mullet. It was all fuzzy at top, and then he had short back. So. Oh yes. 
They're changing it up a little bit. Not just the straight mullet anymore, the feathered hair. They, they kind of went different this year, so hats off to the boys for that. All sorts of good things. All sorts of goodies. But they, they were good. Now for the sad news. Um, we just found out here in the last hour or so here, as we're recording, state of Minnesota has stepped down and said that they're going to postpone all the rest of the high school playoff tournaments. That includes the adapted floor hockey, which was this weekend, the finals for the girls' basketball, and the rest of the boys' basketball. But there has been some good girls' games played. I know, Dan, you went to one game the other day and filed a report on our page. What else do you have for us? Yeah, I've got uh, – I'll go through pretty – pretty uh, not in-depth, but uh, some of the girls' stuff. Yeah. Uh, the, the message that came out uh, basically from the Minnesota State High School League said it's effective immediately – and this was 10.45 a.m. on March 13th that the Minnesota State High School League is immediately canceling the girls' basketball state tournament that, you know, canceled. Yeah. And then additionally, the boys' section and state basketball tournaments have been canceled. So what they did earlier in the week for the girls' basketball, they canceled the fifth and the third place games. And I thought, uh, personally, I thought that was fair, that that's that's. Yeah, fair enough. Keep the championship games going because we've got some good matchups in in class and in high school girls basketball. There's four classes: A, AA, AAA, quadruple A, with some very good matchups. And so that's what they moved to originally. Uh, the thing I did not like is that they were going to limit the participation of the fans. You know, limit the fans coming in to just uh, a, a small yeah. crowd of, of people to watch those games. Um, which I wasn't a fan of. So I made sure to get down there to Williams arena for the Thursday, Thursday night games to watch it because that was really the last day of essentially now of basketball here in the state of Minnesota. And so what happened is the class a and the class double a, the, the small schools didn't even get their semifinal games in. Those are scheduled for today, Friday, the 13th, uh, those, those, yeah. uh, uh, those, those games. Now, the big schools, the 3A and the 4A, got their games in. And Class 3A, it was De La Salle winning and Becker winning. And the point of the matter is De La Salle and Becker are both ranked 1 and 2 in the state. That game yes. scheduled for tomorrow would have had the fans uh, been able to see a 1 against a 2 seed in the entire state of Minnesota. Uh, very good and very rare to see that take place. Now, Hopkins in 4A was facing Farmington, also a 1 and 2 in the state. These are games that are now not going to be played at all, and it could have given the chance for the fans to see a 1 versus a 2, something I always enjoy seeing in any sport, uh, come down to it for the, for, right, the, right. for the championship. We're not going to be able to see that. Now, a little less, I don't want to say less important, but uh, boy, when you go to that, uh, the the semifinals for the girls of the smaller schools, I'm um, waiting for this to refresh here on my screen for the class A. It, it would have been the, let's see here, uh, I think it was double A, was actually, there's only one team left that was even ranked. There was three upsets yeah. that were going to be coming up into the double A. So, I think Rochester Lords being ranked one, number one in the state and number one seed yep. going into the semifinals, uh, for the most part, would have had an easy time in the semifinals and the finals and probably would have won that whole thing. 
I don't want to call yeah, those no. other games irrelevant, but there were a bunch of upsets yeah. there that it was less meaningful, I'll say. And it would have... kind of fun because Providence Academy was coming up as a Cinderella team, the unranked team beat everybody. So Correct. That, that's a matchup you like to see too. You know? Correct. You get a, you know, Providence who, who type game, you know, a uh, Providence winning on a big upset against Sox Center, Marshall School in yeah. Duluth beating the number three ranked New London Spicer High School. That would have been fun to watch because Providence unranked against Marshall unranked in the in the state semifinal game with the champion, with the winner going to the championship game. Those will now not even be played. And so that, that's, a, that's a huge impact. Wasika beat number four ranked Pelican Rapids uh, to advance. And so Wasika would have been playing Rochester Lords. But all these games now are done. And so they're not going to be played. I don't know how they're going to. Um, yeah, you know who, who's listed as champion or co-champion, or was it not contested? Uh, <clears throat> yeah, I know how that's gonna work in there. You know, um, you know, bragging rights. You can say, hey, we were the number one seed anyway. They still have that going for them, but it's nice to have that. Hey, we were in the championships. You know. Yeah, and the uh, and in Class A, the small. <laughs> the small schools, all four teams that were in it in the semifinals. Uh, was not a one against a, uh, you know, not the top teams, but all at least were ranked. Uh, there's a overall ranking yeah. about, you know, the one and two team were in there along with the four and the seven, all playing yeah. in the state semifinals. All of those would have been good games to see. So that, yeah. that's, that's a, it's a shame that that's happened that way as far as the top ranking teams. Now the game that I went to yesterday was that Hopkins uh, game because I did want to see, how the Paige uh, Becker's uh, Beakers from Hopkins, number one, yeah. just was named earlier in the week the Gatorade National Player of the Week, uh, Player of the yep. Season. Yep. And and she was the first only first three-time winner of Miss Basketball in the state of Minnesota. There's there's been several tremendous players that won back to back or won Miss Basketball titles back to back, but never ever has there been a three-time back to back to back. So. Being able to see her perform, she's going to be going to the University of Connecticut to be a, a Husky next year. And from all sounds of yeah. it, that she'll be starting as a freshman, a true freshman next year for UConn. Um, the thing I, uh, the other reason, Andy, I think you're going to like this is uh, the reason I wanted to see that particular Hopkins game is because not only is is Paige uh, Beakers uh, for Hopkins ranked number one in the state from a recruiting standpoint in the whole nation is that if you go to the 2022 2022 top rank recruits in the entire state of Minnesota the number one is Maya Naji also for Hopkins and number two is oh, Amaya Battle for Hopkins is the number two oh, wow. number one and two top recruited players in the state of Minnesota for Hopkins, those are both sophomore starters now, wow. and so I was able to uh, take in that game to see the top two uh, sophomores in the state and the top two recruited players in all of the state of Minnesota as sophomores. So they are tough. They've won sixty some straight games, I think sixty one, but they won the uh, state last year. They're hoping to win back to back titles uh, this year, and I think seven or eight now. It's going to be for them if they would have won which I think they would have, would have been eight titles in the last, I think, 11, uh, 11 or last 14 years. So that is a uh, talk about a, a dynasty there with a uh, club. Now, I'm not sure how they're going to go through with that uh, as far as uh, no, no trophies awarded, no games even being played. Um, 
Last year, their coach, Brian Cosgriff, uh, was also the named the National High School Girls Basketball Coach of the Year. So talk about royalty there. It's almost like meeting up with the, uh, with the Manning family uh, in football. Yes. This Hopkins group is unbelievable. You talk about Paige going to Connecticut and being a starter as a freshman. Uh, the last time a Minnesota basketball player went to Connecticut, started as a freshman, they won the national championship two years later. That was when Khalid Alamine went to Connecticut with the men's team. Yes, yes. I had he a full, full beard. had all his sophomore year. So, so watch, watch for our local group to hold that trophy high. That'll be huge to watch because they're putting her on the uh, same, same kind of a stage uh, as that as far as uh, she's almost yeah. going to be looked at as the next Maya Moore uh, in pro yep. pro basketball, uh, whatever. But, uh, it was fun to see her with the double, uh, double yesterday. She almost had a triple double, a lot of steals, a lot of rebounds, a lot of assists, a lot of points. And yeah, it's fun to watch that. I posted that on our Facebook page as well. Some of the updates from that game, along with a the photo there, they beat Stillwater. The Stillwater's, uh, top player is also a sophomore, not listed in the top five recruits, but the Minnesota Gophers are recruiting her, Heavily going after the, her name is Amber uh, Scalia, a sophomore for Stillwater Ponies, and uh, there'll be a future Gopher recruit. So, top, top, very, very top talent, uh, and that all is going to go to shame. And we haven't even talked about, Andy, the next uh, upcoming week of the boys' sectional championships for basketball going on this weekend, and their state tournament, which is a whole plethora of uh, athletes, uh, talented athletes uh, here coming up in the next yeah. few weeks, which is all basically done. So there goes your ticket sales, your concessions, your, uh, lots of money in the state tournament uh, at all these various sites that are just going away. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I feel, I feel bad for the kids. I feel bad for the coaches and the parents who got a chance to get a chance to their senior play their last year or something like that. You know, you kind of want to see all that. Um. You never, you know, you hate that. You never know. Uh, could we have won the title? Well, you never know. You got to kind of live with that. Life will go on. Just unfortunately, you don't have that dream fulfilled. Um, like I said, I do feel I feel bad for the coaches because they work hard for this too. This is just something they do part time for fun. They put a lot of time and effort into this, and the parents too. They put a lot of time and effort into it too. We both had kids go through sports, so we know it's like you put your time and effort in there. And you kind of want to see him come to an end. You want to see him either win or lose, but you want to see him go to the end, you know? Well, I did see one interesting point to that, Andy, uh, in watching the the earlier game. Uh, well, actually, both games. I, I saw the end of the, uh, the Waconia game and then the other, uh, the Hopkins game. But the coaches had to be sure to put in their subs and their backup at the, at, at the end of the game because the teams that were losing – there was no third or fifth place game going to be played. This was the final game. So the coaches had to make sure to put in their backups yep. and subs and reserves and seniors because this was their final game. Uh, so very interesting how they had to maneuver all of these um, constraints. Now, we, we go into the boys' basketball. There is none to talk about now. So let's talk college postseason, yes. which has all been postponed. Well, we were going to uh, do a, a fantasy bracket, uh, you know, NCAA bracket yep. pool here for sports and songs. And what's the update on that? Well, the NCAA has <clears throat> suspended, I guess is the word they're using, but that's basically canceled. The tournaments, uh, conference tournaments are all been canceled. Uh, NCAA tournaments canceled. That NCAA has canceled all winter and spring sports, baseball and 
12 holes got started, canceled, you know? So, like I heard a lot of guys saying, how's this going to affect kids for recruiting for recruiting for more kids to come in? You can't say, hey, look how well we went in the playoffs. You know, the baseball team was like, well, we started out strong, <laughs> you know? So it could hurt recruiting. Hopefully kids can look past that. Does it affect guys going pro afterwards for these sports? Because they bank on their tournament at the end. You know, what have you done for me lately? Um, you know, speaking of high school sports, uh, a friend of mine, her daughter pitches softball down at St. Leo University in Florida. She just happened to be there to catch her daughter pitch. That's her senior year. They canceled it. So a blessing in disguise, she got to see her daughter's last game, but she didn't intend on going down there to see her daughter's last game. You know, her intent was to see another one of her daughter's games. So why these kids, your senior season ends. You don't get that, hey, this was fun. You don't get the closure. The guys <clears throat> no, you don't get the closure. Afterwards and you find out, what? We're done? I mean, the Bemidji State Beavers, they're down in Florida for the girls' softball. The boys are in Arizona. They played their game, now they're done. You know, kind of anti-climatic. Win or lose, you're done. Oh. You know. So, Phil had the bag for the kids and the coaches, like I said. And everybody put us money in the, the travel. Now you got to stop. You know. Um, I don't know what's going to happen. Like I said, the spring sports are all canceled. Pro sports all suspended their seasons. Um, and we'll cover that in the next segment, but you, you got these guys, that I don't know what to do for the players. I don't know what to say for them. I feel really bad. Um, I heard one thing on the Big Ten Network. One guy was even saying, you know what, just for a little closure, let's still have a selection show on Sunday. Just so the kids can know where they would have fit in. You know, yeah. some closure. Yeah, it would have been nice even to do a selection show like that if the if the conference tournaments were completed, but we don't have the conference tournaments even being played. Yeah. And so we have no closure even on that. And the other thing is not only the NCAA is the NIT, uh some of those bubble teams uh like like to do well in the yeah. NIT tournament in New York City, uh and they don't that all this is, is impacted. That's money the school could have made. And <coughs> NCAA could have made money, which is irrelevant, but that's their NCAA this is their big ticket. But you know, you could have that closure, pick teams, just to have something there. Then you got the so you could still have the debate going, Oh, this team should have made it or that team should have made it. You look at the Big Ten tournament, maybe the Gophers won the first game. How do you know they didn't get how do you win a couple more? Maybe not big, the big dance, but can make Iowa seeding the other tournament a little worse. You never know. We'll never know. Yeah, will be will be interesting. Uh, so let's let's come back then. Our next segment will be the pro sports. All right, sounds good. So, so we're learning that Mark Madden has been canceled. The NCAA just putting out a statement saying the Division One men and women's basketball championship tournaments those are done. They are not going to happen, and all of the NCAA championships in all sports for the winter and spring seasons those will be canceled as well. So this is big news. Uh, March Madness was the last shoe to fall. Uh, they were the last big event that had not yet been canceled. They, as of today, as of an hour ago, they were still going to play with no fans in the arena. But after schools like Duke and Kansas said they were pulling out and they were not going to participate, uh, this was sort of a sort of what we expected was going to happen. So this is a big one. This is a billion dollar a year TV product just for those three weekends. And so they tried to hold on as long as they could. 
but they could not because of the impracticality, as they say in the quote, the impracticality of hosting such events at any time during this academic year. Guys, back to you. All right, which brings us to the next segment, uh, professional sports. And where do you want to start, Andy? Uh, we're talking Major League Baseball, NFL football, XFL. We've got a whole plethora of things. You know, I know the NFL football just finished their combine. Did, did they not? Yep. And will yeah. there be, will there be any impact for the draft? They're still, they're still looking at holding the draft. The NFL today about changing that. So the draft is still on. No change there. Everybody else has suspended their stuff. Um, NASCAR has suspended. PGA suspended. And yesterday on Thursday, they were both those two are still saying, "Hey, we're going to run the next two events, but just with no fans." Which I can get because with NASCAR, the fans can't really rally you up from coming from behind like in a basketball game or a football game where the crowd gets behind you, can't get your pump. Most cars, you can't hear the crowd. So you know, golf it's quiet. So I could see them doing it with no crowd, too, but they've both decided to postpone. Even Vince McMahon and the XFL postponed. Um, other sports that they suspended. Basketball is thinking of maybe picking it up again. I don't know about hockey. Baseball saying they want to start a couple weeks later. Uh, they're still, I think, trying to work out if they want to revamp their schedule. Maybe still get 162 games in, but not against the teams you missed. You know what I'm saying? So you may not play this team as many times. We'll get you other games in. Maybe schedule double headers. I'm not. I don't even think baseball knows really what they're going to do yet. So they just go to a 144 game schedule, and it is what it is. Who knows? Yeah, it's interesting. Here's I do. My question for you, though. Yeah, go ahead. It is okay. Baseball. We use baseball for example because that's more closer to our hearts. We know what we're talking about there. You're just starting spring training. You're getting going. Now you're stopping for five to six weeks. When they say, okay, we'll start playing, did they get two more weeks to, to kind of get the rust back off again? Or are they supposed to just show up Monday morning for a game? Or, I, again, how are they going to handle this? If basketball and hockey do continue, do they give them a couple weeks to get back their legs back under them? Or are they supposed to stay in shape on their own and just get to it? Because they're not allowing these guys in the full series of the weight rooms to stay in shape. So they're not at Snap Fitness or Planet Fitness on their own staying in shape or their own gym. Yeah, it is interesting because like with Major League Baseball, they're uh, about two weeks away uh, from you know announcing their final cuts and in, in, in playing the regular season, which ultimately also decides who's going to be left in the minors and at what level uh, to decide their triple A team. So the teams can decide their double A, their single A and all of this. And so that's all kind of left up in the air right now. And we don't know because only half of the exhibition season was essentially done. My guess would be they'd have expanded rosters for the first couple of weeks. Um, unless they end up having extended spring training again, but I don't know how that would go for combinations for those stadiums if they're used for other stuff after spring training's done. So my guess would be expanded rosters for a couple of weeks for baseball. Yes. And I've also heard that uh, I was just reading the Boston Marathon has postponed until September. Um, you know, other things are just everybody's moving stuff out. Festivals for St. Patrick's Day are postponing and moving on and everything. So 
this is affecting a lot, a lot of different things besides just schools and businesses and, you know, other stuff. Well, I did I just get my email this morning about the Minnesota Craft Beer Festival saying that they have yep. postponed their event. And so yep. I have to cross that off my calendar. Looking forward to that at the end of April. But I do have the actual XFL statement here if uh, I can yeah, read. I yeah, can read ahead. that. It says currently the XFL will not be playing its regular season games. However, all players will be paid their base pay and benefits for the full 2020 regular season. All XFL ticket holders will be issued refunds or credits toward future games. And the XFL is committed to playing a full season in 2021 and future years. So that was, uh, that's an interesting statement. They have just a 10 week schedule and they just completed week five. So they're literally halfway through the regular season schedule. And now they're, you know, cut, cutting everything else out. Now, the first time the XFL was around back in 2000. One, they only had one season and didn't didn't rebound or didn't regain to even have a second season. Here they're going right. out on a limb to actually say that they are in committed to playing in the future. So a good sign from them nonetheless, but they're they're done. And uh, yeah, so it's it's very interesting. I am I was in first place, Andy, in my fantasy football team for XFL. And so can I claim that I was uh, the division well, champion in, in fantasy because of only five games in? Well, no, that, that, that leads to something else here. Um, betting on sports. I was watching some stuff there. I thought, okay, how's Vegas going to handle this? I guess what they love to bet, bet on in Vegas is horse racing. Because the guys you know, were down here, they're all getting ready to bet on games for college basketball this week, and they cancel everything. So he goes, everyone over the horse racing track. Um, and here's some things for those of you who have put money down. Everybody goes out to Vegas once a year and they go, hey, I want 20 bucks on my team to win the Super Bowl, 20 bucks on my team to win this many games or something like that for baseball. If you would bet on a team to win their division, for say for basketball, so you put 20 bucks down for the Lakers to win their division this year. They call the season is done. The Lakers are first place. You'd win that bet. You'd get your money. But now... If you bet on, say, a team to win over under so many games, um, but the season wasn't finished, a lot of them would say, nope, the season was finished, here's your money back. So say you bet on Memphis to win more games, more than 30 games. Well, they have done that, but the season's not done. You get your original bet back, not the winning bet. Hmm. So uh, there's fine print in there, Vegas was covered, they're not going to... Hold all your money. You go, sorry, season's gonna finish. You're lot. You'll still get your original bet back, depending on what the bet was on. So there are some exceptions there. So as far as your fantasy football goes, uh, you can probably claim the division championship. I wouldn't say the league championship though. Sorry to rain on your parade. Yeah, there. I was just really hoping for that. I was gonna stick that feather in my cap, but boy, interesting. Now, like you yeah. said. The, so gambling has a big impact, but the sports can go sports that are non uh, let's let's call it human related. Let, let's call it let's look at the uh, sports in, involving animals. You got horse racing can continue. I'm sure dog track. The dog tracks are still good to go. Is there? I wonder if there's going to be any underground business. Dog fighting, cock fighting, and dog fights. 
you know, Austin's Ridge, those yeah, things can go races. on. And, and maybe Michael Vick could get back into this dogfighting now because that'll free up some. Yeah, he, might, he could start a podcast too. We should have him on next week. See what he's got to say. So we're down to, you know, animal, uh, animal, you know, car auto racing. I'm sure, you know, NASCAR can go NASCAR on just without the fans. Right just, just without the, yeah, at least, at least without the fans, I think they could still do it. But I don't even know why they suspended. But it's very I'm interesting. The crew and everything else, moving all that around. Let's just get everybody safe and home. Is their their point on it? Yeah, it um, is. It is interesting. I even looked for my last race where your Japanese baseball was even suspended. So they played their spring training games without fans, and now they're suspending their season too. That was back on the ninth. So everybody quit giving the NBA credit for being this leader. Like, Oh, everybody's following. The NBA is late for suspending. Japanese baseball suspended on March 9th, so NBA copied them. So, so there. Yeah, it's it's one big domino effect is what we're seeing. And and like you said, without these yeah, games, I uh, just wanted to interject one last thing. Even though the games aren't being played, people at home like to watch on their television sporting events. Right. The, 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 the problem is there's nothing to watch now. There's nothing live. There's nothing going on unless you're going to start going into reruns and replays of things. Well, you can watch, you go down to the nursing home, watch them play dominoes. You're just speaking to dominoes. Hook up a Wi-Fi cam in there and try to play cribbage every now and then or some cards, euchre and dominoes. You can watch them play down there. So that's a good idea, Andy. Our show here, Sports and Songs, is heavily, heavily weighted on the sports aspect of updates, providing updates to the listeners on a weekly basis. Yes. Uh, we are going to have to think outside the box and come up with some new, new ideas for giving updates to the fans, uh, sports related. Like you said, the old folks' home, there could be a cribbage tournament or something like that, or maybe a jigsaw puzzle we could watch on a on a webcam. Something, yes. something to that effect. Yeah, we could go watch at the junior high, watch them play handball outside or something like that, and see how they're. They got to pick up a football game going there. We have to report on that, but. Yeah, it'll be slim pickings. So I think we go back and do some. Uh, we can we could have shows in the future uh, talking about sports memorabilia, maybe older uh, time classic sports uh, events in the past or in past decades, things like that. Yep. Um, you know, I think well early on the I think it was already last week that the Olympics had announced that they were going to push back a year or two or something to that effect. So maybe that was just. I haven't heard anything officially. I know that's a word now. Some pie is coming up now or as. Before the show drops, might come up. Um, and again, watch the Facebook page for us uh, for updates on that. But yeah, the Olympics, all that money put into that travel and kind of the high school athletes, these guys have trained for four years. I got to train another year. I'm peaking now at a, as a weightlifter or a swimmer or whatever. You know, I can't wait another year. Yeah, timing so, is of the uh, That could be really interesting too. Okay. Well, I think we'll move into the music segment because some of this impact will, will be reflected in uh, your reporting on the next segment. Yes, I do have a yeah, – we'll come back with we'll uh, this week in sports history, this week in music history, and we'll go from there. All right. Let's move into the music musical segment of our show. Andy, what have you got for us today? Well, I got some stuff here for this week in sports history and this week in 
music history. We'll start with sports history stuff. This week, March 8, 1930, Babe Ruth signs a two-year contract for $160,000 for the Yankees. At the time, GM Ed Barrow wrongly predicts no one will ever be paid more than Ruth. Hmm. Just to put that in contrast, uh, Ruth was 160 for two years. Today, Mike Trout makes $37.6 million a year. So, someone's making a little more than that. 1936, the first stock car race is held at Daytona Beach, Florida. Uh, birthday is from March 8th. 1953, Jim Rice of the Boston Red Sox. Uh, Hall of Fame left fielder, was MVP in 78, eight-time All-Star. And, you know, I liked Jim Rice growing up. He was a great player here. Hall of Famer, eight-time All-Star, MVP. But he was still in Carl Yostremski's shadow coming out. Yep. You know, just could he have gotten another MVP? Could he have done more? You know, he wasn't Captain Carl. You know, and he still needed these great numbers. So I just I was like Jim Rice. March 9th. Uh, 1979, Bree Kuhn, baseball commissioner, orders that baseball give equal access to female reporters back in 1979. March 11th, 1977, Becky Hammond, NBA player and uh, assistant coach for the San Antonio Spurs basketball team, was born. March 12th, 1956, Dale Murphy of the Atlanta Braves has a birthday, two-time NL MVP. Uh, March 12th, 1962, Daryl Strawberry, has a birthday, had a birthday. And born March 12th, 1971, Isaiah Ryder of the Minnesota Timberwolves had a birthday. Isaiah Ryder, uh, March yes. 3rd, Isaiah J.R. Ryder. March 13th, 1954, the Braves' Bobby Thompson breaks his ankle and is replaced by someone, um, a Hank Aaron. So I think that worked out good for Hank Aaron there. Oh, yeah. Uh, birthdays, birthdays for that day was um, 1964. Will Clark of the San Francisco Giants was born. March 14th, 1960. Second greatest Twins player ever, Kirby Puckett, was born. Hmm. Um, and also back uh, this week in sports history, which is kind of, I had this big write-up and this big spiel for it, but March 11th, 1989, Siena and Boston University played in front of an empty stadium because of a measles outbreak at Siena University. Um, and the game went down to a final shot. Um, got to the final shot, blazed the rim on the final seconds. Steve McCoy was there for the offensive rebound. Guided it through the basket before time expired. Siena men's team was headed to their first NCAA tournament, but the crowd didn't go wild after the 68-74 victory because no one was there. So it was a very close, exciting game at the end. Tips in at the end. Nothing. And uh, so that's this week in sports history. That was the music history part of the program. Music history, March 8, 1994. Two, two albums from the 90s are released on the same day. Soundgarden's Super Unknown and Nine Inch Nails, The Downward Spiral. They enter the album charts at one and two, respectively. So two albums called the same day, and then had one and two afterwards. That's pretty cool. March 8, 1974. Queen 2, third, their second album, was released in the UK. Followed a, a month later with a U.S. release. None of the tracks chart in the U.S., but Seven Seas landed at number 10 in the UK. So Queen's second album did nothing. 
and I think they rebounded okay from that. March 9th, 1987, U2 releases their fifth studio album, The Joshua Tree. The first two singles, With or Without You, and I Still Haven't Found What I'm Looking For, climbed to number one in America. The album becomes their first number one in the country and takes the Grammy Awards for Album of the Year. 1990, and I think we've covered this in the past, at the Central in Seattle, Mother Love Bone played their last show as lead singer Andrew Wood dies of a heroin overdose 10 days later. Jeff Ament and Stone Goswald from the band perform Pearl Jam. Gossard perform form Pearl Jam later that year. So I think we covered that with uh, a while ago about that. Um, then March 10th, 1991, the Seattle radio station KISW audience the Mookie Blairock goes on the Seattle radio station to announce they're changing their name to Pearl Jam, inspired by the jamming they saw at the Neil Young concert a few weeks earlier. 1984, Ian Gillen leaves Black Sabbath after a year with the band. He later says, I was the worst singer Black Sabbath ever had. March 13, 1965, Eric Clapton, Concerned that the band is becoming too commercial, leaves the Yardbirds. He's replaced by Jeff Beck, who's also another excellent guitarist. Um, March 14, 1998. Weeks after Johnny Cash's Unchained wins the Grammy for Best Country Album, his producer Rick Rubin takes out a full-page ad in the Billboard magazine with a photo of the singer giving the middle finger along with the text, American Recordings and Johnny Cash would like to acknowledge the National Music and Britain establishment and country radio for their support that infamous picture of johnny cash flipping off from the stage that's where it started from hmm. um and that is all i have for music and sports this week in history what have you been listening to sir well this week i've been listening to a little temple of the dog um so kind of kind of kind of ties in. I didn't know we we're going to be talking about that, and you didn't know I was going to be reviewing this. So it's actually a pretty good segue because on this Thursday, the nineteenth of March, will be the thirty-year anniversary of Andrew Wood dying of a heroin overdose, the lead singer of Mother Love Bone, yeah. and before that was Malfunction, and that's really what started the whole Seattle uh, scene. Was uh, Andrew uh, Wood was supposed to be this? Uh, outgoing uh, charismatic lead singer for for Seattle rock music and they had their mother love bone debut album called Apple about to be coming out in the summer of 1990 he dies before that in the spring March of 1990 of a heroin overdose and the band is left without its lead singer and the band at the time was made up of Stone Gossard Jeff Ament and uh, and Mr. Andrew Wood well they had nowhere to go and nothing to do, really, but they had this album done. Chris Cornell from also Seattle. All these guys were Seattle guys. Uh, he was uh, making it big with Soundgarden at the time, and he was the roommate, actually the roommate of Andrew Wood. And uh, these guys all got together and needed a, an outlet to deal with their grief and, and their sadness of their good friend. And so they got together and started jamming and put together an album um, using one of the phrases of a Mother Lovebone song called Temple of the Dog and named them, named them that. Uh, they got uh, 
They picked up Mike McCready to play guitar, also in Seattle area, and Stone Gossard from Mother Love Bone, Jeff Ahmet from Mother Love Bone, and Chris Cornell brought a drummer from Soundgarden named Matt Cameron. They got together to do one album called Temple of the Dog, and the rest is history. Uh, they didn't know it was going to be taking off that big, uh, so they recorded this a year later in 1991 and released it through A&M Records, and uh, it didn't really hit that big until 1992 when it was became more widely recognized um, that album uh, and the reason was they ended up calling that al album the temple of the dog uh, a masterpiece uh, actually a super group they called it a super group because they invited eddie vetter in who was not in a band and not recorded at the time to sing background vocals with chris cornell on three songs um, but Chris Cornell had some problems doing some vocals on another song that was later called, uh, what is the song that was uh, Hunger Strike, that they said, how about you come in here and sing some vocals on this? Eddie Vedder came in, sang the vocals and the background on three other songs. And next thing you know, he interviews to become part of this new band called Mookie Blaylock, which eventually led them to be renamed Pearl Jam. And Eddie Vedder goes on to be a world-renowned singer after being a, they said, very shy kid from San Diego when he was up to uh, record this album and be, later became uh, with, with Pearl Jam uh, lead singer. Uh, everyone knows who Eddie Vedder is now, but he was a shy kid singing in the sh uh, shadows of Chris Cornell at the time. Uh, and then Matt Cameron goes on, along with Stone Gossard, to be in Pearl Jam, along with Mike McCready and Jeff Amott. So the strange, twisted tale of events um, really goes on. At that same time, Soundgarden was becoming huge. Pearl Jam was becoming huge. And then when folks got, a, got wind of this album that was recorded the year before called Temple of the Dog, it really broke through as an album that people needed to have in their uh, collection. And this was recorded in um, London Bridge Studios in Seattle, um, Washington, and um, they had songs including Reach Down, also the song uh, Say Hello to Heaven that Chris Cornell wrote to uh, to his roommate uh, Andrew Wood there prior to Woods, uh, prior to the tour, and they they became huge. It was a it was a great album. I do I do um, agree with people to to go out there and get this and pick this up if you haven't heard of it. Um, great great music on it from a lyrical standpoint and from music and from these uh folks that were in the band have all become on uh, later to become uh, famous uh, musicians so it's, it's it really is a super a super group. yeah that's interesting for you is Eddie Vedder did that before Pearl Jam but it didn't become popular until after Pearl Jam so yes and uh Eddie Vedder along with Pearl Jam went on to sell multi multi-platinum records and became huge but uh once once people realized that this is the first time they all played together was actually temple of the dog with some of these guys uh very very interesting stuff so i do have that as my album of the uh, review of the week i do have one more music note here um concert cancellations a lot of these are concert cancellations you just got to kind of keep check with your venues um bands are canceling a lot of bigger name bands are canceling I did call Medina Entertainment Center this week. Everything is still scheduled. 
She said, we're not canceling, the bans aren't canceling, but she goes, the state might step in, like we said earlier with some of these uh, UFC fights where you can't have so many people in a facility. So just keep checking, keep calling your venues to get tickets. I know the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction has even postponed their stuff now. So concerts are still going on unless you hear something. So keep your up, keep checking. Very good, very good. That's all I've got for this week. And like we said, uh, uh, please remember for the listeners to keep uh, comments down below. Give us some suggestions and ideas for music uh, reviews, uh, sports to watch, and to music and sports to review. I'm sorry. And um, leave your comments below and feel free to share. We're on Spotify and I think six other locations. And don't forget about our Facebook page called Sports and Songs. Yeah, also Sports and Songs on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, you could, if you go to the Anchor page for us, you can leave a voice message there. You can leave a comment for any of the other ones. Next week's show, we have no idea. Oh, just keep an eye there. Keep an eye on the Facebook page. You'll see when our blog's updated uh, for comments on that also. Awesome. Sounds good. Thanks for listening and have a good week, Andy. Yeah, talk to you later. Bye-bye. See you.